0: to be the you leader of the latest kickover. Ladies and gentlemen, No. says us love in and in truth. The monks in the story of the grapes believed by the truth of Christ and put love into action through their loving faith for their fellow brothers. Rising towards the end of the first century AD, the Apostle John's letter to the early church has a major theme the close relationship between the first great commandment, which is love of God, and the second, love of others. Words, thoughts and feelings are of lesser importance. Rather, the stresses that acts of love and mercy are the hard evidence of faith in God. It is with this background that St. John advises the people in chapter 3, verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let us love indeed and in truth. To begin, Christ Himself told us that God the Father is love. This is the one and only confession about the nature of God in the Holy Scriptures. The human person is also love, not in word or in time, but in deed. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels that have not loved, I am sounding like brass or a plain symbol. we hear in the very famous quote of St Paul in chapter 13 of the of uh, the Corinthians. Speaking with the tongues of men and angels without love is worthless. In our world, just like in St Paul's time, Speaking with elephants is great, dear Men Men's commanding voices are heard and listened to. Even if what we say would be on par power of the angel of God in heaven and if it clumsy and love, it is like a sound in brass and a single. It amounts to nothing. Furthermore, sound in brass and tickling symbols make a it sound and is heard for a moment and then it is gone. It leaves no lasting effect. This is the point of the phrase. There is nothing that remains. Further, if you were to hear these sounds over and over again, they would become quite irritating and annoying. We all know how hollow the words are of someone who is all and no action. Love is the fundamental and determining characteristic of Christianity. Our Lord Jesus is the ultimate example of this love. He came to earth to serve, to teach and to ultimately give his life our love. In the verses before our sinning St. John reminds the people of this great love. He says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our life for our brothers. He continues and says, if It yeah. of love consists of heartfelt good deeds towards one's neighbour, magnanimity, patience, and so-reducement friends. But what are Christian deeds of love? <laughs> Simply, giving you of yourself with no expectation of receiving something in return, performing acts of kindness and compassion without reward, without acknowledgement, without thank you. In this way we need God's pure love, not the self-interested love of this world. Saint Maurice explains this point. He says, we should not do deeds for the sake of receiving their sins in return. We should cultivate the noble, invaluable love which God himself has, rather than the cheap worldly love which carries every and weakness. Once, St. Basil's was asked the question, yeah, it is hard for me to give my love for it is not appreciated. A question that perhaps many of us have asked ourselves. And this was his answer. You do not have real love. This is why it is hard for you. He who has real love does not care whether others appreciate his love. He does not remember the sacrifice he made for his neighbour. Because he doesn't have pure love. Pure love does not keep count of how many times we've done something for someone else and it hasn't been returned. Pure love is the love of God that we are called to me. As children copy. And how to keep our love pure. For our love to be genuine, we must purify it. We must take ourselves out of our love. The Holy One is explain the ways to purify one's heart as being the fear of God, daily repentance, the Holy Eucharist, and guarding the mind and the heart against evil thoughts. Deemed to pure love, requires self sacrifice. Christianity has value what it costs us, like time and refiners in the well-known councils for life. Is it costing us? Are we paying a price? Are we tiring ourselves out of love for others? Are we willing to help at home after a long day in work or at school? Do we go above the job that we've asked to do out of love for our parents or our spouse? Even when our bodies are tired and not too rest. Do we give up our time when we are busy to help someone else? Do we get involved in volunteer or charitable work, even when we all have such busy lives? Do we give up the time to call someone when setting a schedule to be so much faster? When someone compels you to go one time, go with them two, you read in Matthew chapter 5. Christ himself tells us to push ourselves out of love. In the collection of orthodox spiritual writings known as the given gods, we are instructed on this matter. Suppose you hear that I am sick and feel obligated to visit me according to the plan of God. But you say to yourself, do I have to leave my hand to down and go? No, I'll finish my work first and then Give me a handgun. It was three years ago, and she was on her way to Arizona because she received the southern news that her father's health was on the- The beautiful Greek word philanthropia means a friend of mankind, one who loves mankind. A philanthropist is someone who is giving for human needs, gives, time, gives of time, gives of experience or talents, and gives of personal resources. One of the most important characteristics of the is that he is always active, never inactive. In we are always actively seeking to do what we can for others, looking for ways to do things for others. We might recall the example in the Bible of the leader who passed two mice, the smallest currency at the time, into the church tre- treasury, into the temple treasury. As small as we could, she still This kind also is the idea of hospitality, biblical a love of strangers for right? others. The blessed nature of biblical is illustrated by the example of Abraham, who was known for his active love of looking out the of New Fostering a spirit of generosity and hospitality is an important aspect of love and we Abraham's example provides the background of the New Testament command, which says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, or by doing so some have entertained angels without knowing, as we hear in Hebrews. Hospitality fosters good relationships, and Abraham and Sarah's hospitality provides an early visual insight into the way relationships and sharing of The martyrs want paradise with their blood, the ascetics through their ascetic lifestyle. Now, you, my brethren and children, how would you be paradise? By means of hospitality, by means of your brothers, your all blind, and blind? Loving indeed means loving for generosity and hospitality. Finally, we get emulate God's pure love for others. And our loving needs must be humble and remain away from human eyes. But when you give to the poor, do not bear hand over the right hand to the so that we'll your giving will be in secret, and your Father receives what is like in secret from the Lord. When our love is such, emulating God's inner love, with His truth, and I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christ tells us about his community. Many modern intellectuals tell us that the search for the truth is an open ended process with no possibility of ever achieving it. No, Jesus Christ is something different. That finding the truth is a possibility. He says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is not something, it is someone. Someone we can love. struggle decisively against our own passions and against sin in general. We shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That is, free from the slavery of sin. Our generation is blessed with education and opportunities that the generations before us did not have in their reach. Many of us have read countless books on spiritual matters, patristic texts and can quote passages from the Bible by heart. We have a wealth of knowledge, but let us be careful. Knowledge without love is our We need to be people who not only know the truth, but put it into practice, humbly and lovingly. Saint James in his epistle writes, gave advice that is wonderfully time for us today. He writes, do not deceive yourselves just by listening to God's word instead put it into practice. Christ also offered similar advice to his disciples. He said, Now that you know the truth, how happy you will be if you put it into practice. The parable of the two sons reminds us of putting the truth into practice. There was a man that had two sons. He then said to the first, Son, go and work to lay the Now, I would not," to be answered, but they would change If the father went to the other side and said the same thing. He answered, I will serve, but he did not go. Which of the two people of the father wanted? First, they answered Jesus. The simplest lesson to draw from this is, don't make loving promises with your tongue that don't in reality. If you say you're going to come and help, then come. The promise is encouraging and therefore loving. But all that encouragement lies on emotional life. Tell the truth, love in truth. In our daily lives, we have countless opportunities to display the truth of Christ through our love and service to others. Within our families, in our workplaces, at school, we can live Christ's example of serving others through life. Our church and the people offer us many opportunities to put Christ's truth into The various missionary activities, from spreading God's word through selling books, teaching Sunday schools, being part time and participating. 1987. It was reported that this hotel would outlive the world's largest hotel with its 3,000 rooms, five revolving restaurants, retail shops, and eight revolving floors of luxurious suites. But as not free as We must be people of action and live as genuine, practicing Christians in today's secular world. St. John's words speak to us today just as they did to the first church in 95 AD. in a time when words are easy, promises are made and broken, self interest and self gain count above all else. We all know the truth of the old saying, actions speak louder than words. And at the final judgment, no matter how many good intentions we had in our life, the only thing we'll see for us are the actions we performed t- towards others, and therefore towards God himself. Our life is to get active, love, through good works towards others. Our actions to others our actions towards Christ himself. For I was hungry and he gave me food, I was thirsty and gave me food. I was a stranger and you called me in. I was naked and you broke I was sick and you visited me. I was impressed and you came to me. Christ himself tells us. Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did this to the least in my brethren, you did it to me. This here. May we all strive to love in deed and in truth, cultivating pure and genuine love for God and for all people, so that we Come, all you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdoms prepared for you.